Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. Happy Friday to you all. Super excited to be back as usual. If you haven't already, check out everythinginme.com for more information about me. Also check out Everything in Me on YouTube. There you'll be able to find the latest um, healing workshop part two that is up, that is available. Definitely check it out. I didn't really want to say too much until I knew for sure it was up. Um, I'm currently on a hiatus when it comes to social media. So I would normally say, check out my social media. You'll find me actively on there, but it's a, it's been about a week now, I want to say or so that I haven't been on social media. I've been, you know, doing this cleanse. Um, there is a video on there talking about what led me to this place and why I'm doing this cleanse. So if you haven't already, you can definitely check that out. Everything in me, IG on Instagram and everything F be on Facebook. All of that is on there. Today, I wanted to talk about understanding trust. This has been the one of the biggest question marks I've had in life. There's so many instances, whether it be, you know, from my parents or friends or strangers, whomever, that trust um, and the concept of trust has come up. And identifying where I stand in that situation, how do I act, how do I manage that situation has always been a big, you know, question mark for me. And it sucks when you are trying to navigate a world where you're being considerate of others, trying to be non-judgmental, trying to be less controlling because you know that's one of your traits, um, giving people the space to identify who they want to be and recognizing that and giving them the place to make mistakes and to, you know, um, become a better person because of things that they're in the process of evolving. I don't really know how I should really organize this podcast. Just fun fact, I never know how I organize a podcast. I realize if I give myself confines, if I give myself structure in this, this medium, I tend to not allow it to flow. And for those of you who are just listening to me, I've been doing this podcast now for two years and some change, and it's a great place for me to have a conversation with you. So listen to me in the car, listen to me with your friends, listen to me when you just want to hear somebody chat and talk about life concepts and stuff like that. That's what I'm here for. And if we ever, you know, connected, just know the conversation will be just the same. I believe in being genuine, transparent, I've had highs, I've had lows, I have episodes where I've cried, I've had episodes that I've completely just, you know, shined bright because I'm so proud of myself for overcoming things. But this is a place where we can talk about things that maybe we don't want to talk about to other people or we're still trying to process and go through, or we've just been genuinely curious about. And I like to share everything that I've ever known to you guys simply because it's not for me to keep. It's not for me to keep. And if you're already clicking on this episode and you're three minutes in or so, um, just know that I hear you and I'm so happy that you're listening. And hopefully you guys can find some understanding. So going back to this quest, this journey of me trying to identify peace, what it looks like, where it comes from, and all of those sort of things, I realized that trust was a major, major factor of all of those things. Now, I think the best piece part of, you know, that I should probably go into is my relationship with trust in the beginning. So I think naturally we all tend to trust 
our um, instincts when it comes to our parents and home life and our ground base. You know, sometimes we don't get that luxury because access to our parents or our guardians is, is pretty rocky. But all in all, for the most part, we do feel connected. Now, for those of you who don't already know, I lost trust with my younger brother from a very younger young age. Um, I talk about that in one of the episodes, so you can definitely check that out. Um, but the idea of trust has always been something that I've struggled with simply because I put boundaries up very early. And what I mean by that is I give chances, I try to work with others, but then there comes a point of no return. There aren't that many people in this world who are on that point of no return list, mostly exes and my brother. But for the most part, um, it's been really challenging to figure out what's the best way for me to create a healthy relationship with trust, create a healthy boundary, create a healthy experience with trust. Um, So what happened was I realized quite early on that I did not like the side effects of trust, which is being embarrassed, being judged, being criticized, um, having information being used against you, being misunderstood, um, being hurt, being rejected, being abandoned, um, all of those sort of things that I think all of us have that same feeling. Now, when you are trying to explore trust and trying to get in touch with trust all over again and get connected with trust all over again, I think the key piece to all of it is always keeping in mind that trust, and this is the biggest advice that I've learned, not from, you know, anyone in particular, but every across the board from different resources, because there's been plenty of times in my life where I have wanted to know specifically where does trust come from? Why does trust exist? How do you, you know, build it up? How do you break it? For me personally, when it comes to trust, I am very much, I will trust you first. I will trust you first. And then something will arise and that will, that will shift and change. Um, But the concept of trust is about small little nuggets. It's not just an overall grand, um, here goes um, the, the, the award of trust. It's about these small different things. This is why you can compartmentalize um, how you trust someone. So I can trust them with work-related things, but personal things I can't. I can trust them with things that I'm not embarrassed about versus the things that I am embarrassed about. Um, You can compartmentalize because you have so many different nuggets to go off of that you can put in different categories. Now, for everyone, it's it's definitely different as far as how you perceive trust, how you deal with trust. And what I learned is trust is like a, sometimes you can feel like a wall, but it's more like a ever flowing like construction zone. It's always going on. Sometimes there's changes. Sometimes there's, you know, moments where you're like, yes, 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 let's go, go, go race to the finish line or what seems like the finish line. And then there are other times where we're like, you know what, take that back. I don't like how that's looking. I don't think that's going to work. So it's always a work in progress, a, a give and pull. That's key. Pay attention to that. That's the key point here. So back to me and early days of trust. Now, the figures that were in my life 
are still in my life today in some capacity, and all of them automatically received the trust with me. As time went on, I realized there were certain things that they weren't, they didn't value. They didn't understand. And, and when you're young and you're growing up, you don't think to correct people when they've done you wrong. You don't always think that you have a opportunity to essentially like force growth on someone else and, and be the, the, the fertilizer, if you will, on someone else. You automatically think that this person has wronged you and now you become enemies. And I think in, you know, schooling, it's very um, popular to be on that side of the table where when things go awry, you let it be known and then there's beef and then she's she's there or he's there and we're not talking. And this there becomes a like a, a energy around that. And the reality is I don't think we're all I don't think we're always truthful about what that feels like when you have someone who has, you know, misused your trust and literally snatched a lot of those nuggets and threw them on the floor that you saved for them. They still have nuggets. Um, you know, they don't just go away overnight. They may be protected in a vault now. But for me, I found that it was very hard because those nuggets feel very intertwined, very close to a range of emotions, whether it be anger, sadness, um, disapproval, judgment, confusion, frustration, um, you know, disgust. They're, they're definitely tied up in that, that garden of emotions. And it can be very easy, very easy to lean towards the negative, not only because of what's projected, but also what you're trying to protect. Now you're trying to protect yourself, your integrity, your peace, your well-being, your um, your sense of self, your soul, your spirit, your energy. And when you experience situations where trust is broken or trust is shattered, um, it automatically, it's almost like the brain, the body, everything processes it like a death of sorts. And there's a grieving process and there can be a retaliation process. There's all, you know, bargaining, all this whole cycle, you know, exists. Now, the biggest piece when it comes to trust for me would definitely have to be the intentionalness behind it. So a lot of people will say, well, I don't trust anybody. Um, you know, Iyana has Van Zent has said on several occasions, trust comes from within. So you have to trust yourself that you can make the right decisions when it comes to other people. And I do feel like there's a sprinkling of that as well too. Brene Brown will say trust is like a marble drawer. And sometimes you put marbles in, sometimes you take it out. I believe that as well too. But I, for me, I would define trust as being, like I said, a, a construction zone. Sometimes it's dormant and it's not really, there's nothing really moving, but it's under construction. And the problem is, is that when we've gotten to a place that we're unable to to trust others, it's either the external party has basically the other person has given up and is like, listen, I'm not showing up to work anymore. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. Or that person does show up and we don't want to recognize that the effort. You know, we don't want to to continue with the project. And so they're working all by themselves. You're no longer even keeping tabs. Where's the progress report? Do we have the right supplies? You're no longer keeping tabs. Now, 
this village that you're creating or this village that you have access to, you have to be very careful because when it comes to this almost like um, protectiveness that you put on this concept of trust, it can get really, really rocky, especially when you have almost like a village, a development of different construction zones and different, you know, concepts that are being worked through and you're completely, you know, um, turning the cheek, if you will, on all of those pieces because of the simple fact that you don't want to recognize there's value anymore. You don't want to, you know, see that vision that you initially had of a person, of a situation be shattered because the reality is it's, it's almost like business you have a concept of how you're supposed to be treated or how that business is supposed to come to life. When you design it, you think it's great. You think you've you know, really thoroughly gone through every scenario. You're prepared for whatever. You throw it out into the world and the world is like, actually, it's not going to work like that. It's going to work like this. And actually, I like that. And I wish you would have done this sooner because now I'm not interested. All of these different things, it starts to take on a more natural um, progression. And it's really up to you to sit back and go back and say, okay, what part of me in this scenario deserves it to be, um, you know, packaged in this way? And what other part do I have to allow it to give and, and, and receive? And that's the scary part. The scariest part is when there's trust in the room and you have to say, yes, trust is mine. I own you know, my version of trust, but you also do too. And you also will be able to call the shots and be able to engage and tell me what your thoughts are and, you know, manipulate this. Now, this is another key thing that I learned about trust. Everyone's definition of trust is different. Please don't forget that. You may throw the blanket word of trust to someone and they will respond to you and say, I trust you, or, you know, I am trustworthy. And that may be true, but for your own definition of what that looks like, again, remember I talked about how people, you know, compartmentalize people. I could trust them driving me to the the store, but I couldn't trust them with my life. They wouldn't save me if there was a fire. They wouldn't save me if I was in danger. So understand that Trust is a is a experience that is experienced differently amongst other people. But trust is a blanket word that represents a wide range, just like love, a wide range of emotions and expectations and all of those sort of things. Now, you're probably saying like, Sam, okay, I get that. I hear you, but I'm still not in the trust boat. I'm still not there. Still not there. And I need to understand what's going on with that. I think it... it it marks a time where maybe you need to go through discovery. You need to sit down and apply some thoughts behind trust and what that looks like. Now, for me, compartmentalizing or seg- segmenting, okay, who are the people I can trust? And maybe even creating like a pie chart of all of these different things or some sort of chart where you can identify you know, who belongs in a, in a larger pool. So who are the people I can trust? to be there for me in emergency. Obviously there's emergency contact card. Okay. Who are the people I can trust to make sure that they show up to an event that I'm having at work on time? Who are the people that I can trust that will ask me how I'm doing anytime I interact with them and actually care? 
who are the people? There's so many ways that you can break this down. And if you find that there's a very short list or you can't find too many people, one, I think that you need to adjust your expectations. Let me be clear on this. Circling back to what I said not too long ago, trust is defined differently amongst everyone, everyone, because of how they their relationship is with trust. Now, there are many factors that interrupt that, such as if you say to someone or you believe someone, if, if I was in a dangerous situation, I could trust that this person wouldn't leave me alone. Now, think about it. You feel that if it was fight or flight or, or freeze, this person would fight for you. This person would lift you out of the situation and protect you or be there for you. Now, how many times have we been in situations where we know others who are in very stressful situations and they're being attacked or you know yelled at or there's some glimmer of like fear that should be there? But their reaction, whether conscious or subconscious, is to laugh, is genuinely to laugh or to cry. And you don't necessarily connect with that because you're processing differently. Now, this is the this is the tricky part. When you interact with someone and you feel like trust should be in the room, but it's not, one, I believe com- a conversation needs to be had, definitely so. Two, um, it can be really, really tricky trusting someone when you feel like you're not completely aware of the value of trust and what that looks like and the range it takes on. There's so many ways in which trust shows up in our life, whether it be our boss saying, hey, I'm going to hand this big project to you, um, or our child saying, hey, can you hold my first tooth? that ever came out my mouth. There's a there's so many ways in which trust exists where it could be um you know someone in a store saying, "Hey, can you watch my purse really quickly?" There's so many levels to trust. So, I think the key thing behind this is don't you know clump trust all into one. I think that recognizing where trust shows up in your life and the difference it makes um definitely, definitely can make or break where you end up going and what you end up doing and what those relationships look like. Now, let's talk about trust within relationships specifically, um, partnerships, marriages, etc. Um, that's a tricky one. I personally have to be honest with you all. I have been shying away from going in depth as far as what I know or what I go by when it comes to my relationship, my partnership, simply because there's a lot of controversy behind it and also privacy, but mostly controversy as far as how you should live your relation, how that should, you know, your relationship should be, what your choices are regarding your relationship, all of those sort of things. Now, I will tell you this, I am working on getting out of that perception simply because I have learned so much in my past relationships about life, about who I am, who I want to be, who I am when I'm in a relationship, what I struggle with when I'm in a relationship, all of those little things. And I certainly would have benefited from having someone having the courage to say, 
let me put my relationship on the line and be almost like a, um, uh, a specimen in which you can examine to say, I like that. I don't like that. I want that. I think that's okay. That's fine. I'm not sure about that one right there. I hate that simply because that would have allowed me to not feel so, um, isolated and, um, almost like guilty for allowing things that I've allowed or, um, staying as long as I have, or, you know, growing as much as I have and feeling like maybe I'm, I'm distancing myself or am I on the right track? Um, you know, fighting as hard as I fought, you know, receiving the love that I'm given all of those pieces. So I definitely want to take some time at some point once I kind of organize my thoughts around it or not even organize, but more find the best point of entry when it comes to relationships. And if that's something you guys are interested, please let me know. Um, that's definitely something I've been curious and kind of, um, trying to teeter totter on whether or not when to pull the plug on that. So going back to this trust in relationships. Now, I already touched upon how when you are dealing with relationships and depending on you know what capacity they exist in your life, you're going to put them in some sort of category. They're not going to be able to bleed through. Now, specifically going into when trust is broken, when that um, construction zone has experienced a hurricane or um, an employee committing fraud or any sort of disruption, a miscalculation of the foundation, um, all of those sort of things. The first feeling is defeat, defeat and, um, definitely confusion as far as no one saw this coming, or maybe you did, you know, maybe you did at the beginning feel like some of the material might be faulty, the quality, the craftsmanship, might be a little bit off, but it's worth taking the chance. It's, you know, it's maybe a little bit less money. And let me get a little bit more specific. Maybe you're thinking that person that you interacted with was really going to be able to shine because of the dynamic you and they, you know, they created, or maybe they had great reviews, you know, great reviews as far as how they were going to be when you interacted with them or when you connected with them. And so you felt safe. You felt like that was a bet. That was a sure thing. And as time has gone on and as you and as as you have connected with them and shared experiences with them, what some call red flags, or I would probably say like some of those those nuggets, um, start looking a little bit dirty, start looking a little bit um confusing, those little those little moments in which, you know, experiences happen you kind of really feel like maybe we're on shaky ground. And then all of a sudden something grand, something huge, something very close to your nucleus, very close to the core of who you are, your, your, your value system, whether it be your value system or the value system that is expected of us because of society, that person completely snatches that from you. They lie to you in, in a major way. They cheat on you. They betray you. They um, do something they said they would never do. <clears throat> and you're you're winded. You're essentially winded and thinking like the audacity 
the audacity of this experience to happen to me, to this situation, to this dynamic at this time in my life. And maybe it's even reminiscent to something else you've gone through before. Maybe it's a copy and a paste. Now, these, these are different scenarios. So let me break down each scenario and what my what my consensus is. So any scenario that you identify that is very, very much similar to a previous scenario. So you have a trust that is broken because of, of a very similar scenario. That is what I consider a common denominator. So in a common denominator situation where you are dealing with a recurring trust issue, that signals to me that there are some healing, there are some boundaries, there are some pieces of you that sincerely need to be explored. And exploring those pieces requires time, healing, support, community, rallying, mistakes, setbacks, all of those things are included in that. Re-envisioning the expectation and seeing the messages, seeing the signs, seeing the situations in which you are essentially handpicking individuals that are more than likely going to cause more friction, a setback to you. And in some sense, there the icing is beautiful. Within the cake, it's still raw. There's some pieces that are still raw. So you you kind of smelled it and you're like, hmm, this, this is kind of wopsided. I mean, the icing looks great, but it's wopsided. Those are telltale signs that you have to sharpen. You have to understand, you have to take a step back, you have to take accountability. You have to just really process before you jump in or before you take on this project again. Now, the other scenario in which trust, you know, becomes broken is when it's completely unexpected. Like this individual sincerely had all the great components of being um, a good ally, a supportive individual, someone that could be longstanding. Now, this is not a, this is a mirror situation where you're holding the mirror. This is not something where you're looking at that mirror. You're holding that mirror towards someone else. So that person is essentially doing things that they've done. They've mirrored in their life on different occasions to different people. And that is reflective of them, not of you. There's no reflection on you. It is completely of them. Now, some might say, okay, well, he lied, he did all of these things, or she did, or whomever did, or whoever did. And I'm in this scenario now. What does that mean for me? Um, something that means for you, I would say, is you are the example. You are the the how do I put this in a way that doesn't make anyone or most people, because I can't justify for everyone, but you are the lesson. You are the lesson. You're the life lesson. Now you might say, well, I don't want to be the lesson. I don't, I don't, I don't want to volunteer to be the lesson for this experience for them to figure out because I thought that I was going to be in a better standing place. Now, one thing about lessons is that everyone learns. Everyone learns. Some of us learn a little bit more. Some of the, some of us, you know, re you know remind are reminded of what we already know. It just really just depends. But everyone learns. Now, when you are the lesson, I think the key thing is is you give yourself grace and patience. Two two things definitely off the bat. Um, another thing is is that when you are the lesson, 
please understand that your destiny, your wants, your needs, your desires will be met in some way, shape, or form. They may not be immediate. They may not be obvious. They may require you to tweak some things within yourself to be able to say, how can I open myself up to the right individual? Or how can I protect myself enough to no longer be the lesson where every time I, I interact with someone, it just it feels like they shape shift and something happens with them. And I get the short end of the stick. Now, there are so many callings on this earth for us, and we never really know completely who the, you know, what they are, what they're intended to be, how they're intended to be. It's more of like, oh, that's my place in life. That's what is expected of me, or that's what my options are. And it's going to take time for us to be able to recognize those things and embrace those periods, those moments in life in which things are blissful. Things are, you know, on the up and up and really resonate and, and, and secrete that memory into your brain. Because what's going to happen is if, and when those situations come where we're completely screwed, you're going to say, this is my life. You're going to feel amplified by that because of the range of emotions that come with those things. In my opinion, I think there's more reasons in life to be triggered than to be joyous. And as I know, life is about perspective. In my opinion, there's a lot more um, emphasis on evil, disruptive, anger, you know, upsetting information um, than the ones that are about bliss and joy and happiness and, and collective, you know, laughter and all of those sort of things. And so because of that, you have to really, really be careful with all of that. Now, trust in the capacity where you misstepped, you are the lesson, you have the mirror. Um, and you look at the other person or you look at the other, you know, person kind of like, I didn't even know that that was going to be me. I think it's very important for you to identify that you're going through a learning lesson, not that you deflect, not that you decide and say, well, if I wasn't with you, then that wouldn't have happened. I think that it's important to take accountability in that situation. Now, I want to be clear too. Accountability doesn't mean that forgiveness is granted just because you have honored and you know your word and you have put reverence in what you feel and what you've learned does not mean that that person who has been the blessing, who has given you the lesson will allow you to continue in their life. And I think a lot of us who are, you know, have been on different, you know, sides of this whole dynamic really understand. And I think, especially from the people who are saying or said, you know, I don't trust anyone they've definitely been on the other side a lot of the times where they are the lesson and it feels it feels like like you're targeted it definitely feels like you're targeted but if you're paying attention you'll notice that the the mirror is for the individual and that again does require some you know adjustment another thing too i think when it comes to trust people don't understand how influential other people's energies can be. Maybe not immediately, but over time, their flaws, their holes, their their healing process, all of those pieces start to trickle up 
and interact with you. It's inevitable, especially when there's quality time involved, when there's shared dreams, shared interactions. These things are very common. They're common simply because of the fact that there are there's a driving force, there's a connector that exists behind the scenes of everything else and in between. So you know, I think it's also just very keen and very important that we also give ourselves some time when it comes to trust as far as figuring things out. Now, with trust, building trust, let's talk about building trust really quickly. Um, I have searched high and low to figure out how can I fix situations in which I don't trust people or my trust with them has been disrupted and there isn't a clear answer. One, because everyone's definition of trust is different. Two, it is very hard to say what my breaking points may be versus yours or what my acceptance level or acceptance might be of someone versus yours. It's it's very hard. There's no blanket answer. When, when you're talking about the process, when you're breaking down the process of trusting someone and all of those things that come with it, you want to be mindful that trust involves time. It is a very slow moving process. It is also a process in which there is some sort of hope opening light. It may be a slither of a crack of a door with a light, but that's what is necessary in order to give hope a chance. There has to be, it could be concrete all over, but if there is sunshine, if there is water, it can grow. Now, that is strictly up to the other individual involved. That is not something that you can do to, you know, force upon or uproot and plant into someone else. It really, really, trust doesn't work in an isolated space. And that goes even within ourselves. So for instance, if we're learning how to trust ourselves, we have to have some sort of faith and hope and faith and hope signal there's a chance Now, the chance may not bloom for years to come, but the chance is there. And that's what you start with. Now, trust is a decision too, especially when you're dealing with a partner and you're trying to identify what do you want. You have to almost go through this ceremony, this ritual of breaking down and removing the scar tissue and allowing that tissue to be reconnected. It's very easy for us to say, well, because of this event, now everything that happened prior to that event, I no longer trust. It doesn't count anymore. It's all diluted. It didn't exist in the first place. And sometimes that that is a valid way of going about it. But sometimes that's essentially saying, I want you to grow but first let's do weed killer. And what that does, it's almost creates like a dormant state of mind where no matter what you do, the effects will never be shown on the outside. And I think it's unfair to punish people long-term for moments where they didn't trust us as far as keeping them in our lives and doing this back and forth, um, impossible, you know, dance versus saying, here's a boundary, here's a boundary you will no longer have access to and giving them a space where they know if you want to perform, if you want to show up, 
this threshold is as far as I'm going to allow you. So be very careful when you are um, putting trust on the table, discussing trust, understanding trust, and even having a conversation about trust. Loyalty is a big thing that comes up. And that's also another like open to interpretation situation. And the idea behind loyalty, I think the commonality behind it is that no matter the situation, I'm always going to side with you. I'm always going to represent you. I'm always going to think of you. I'm always going to consider you. I'm always going to be there for you. Now, let's be very clear. We are all individuals with our own values and our own, own subsets. As we you know, interact with others and showcase our loyal sides, I think it should be relevant to allow some separation in the sense that I'm loyal enough aware when there are moments in which you need to represent yourself, I am going to advocate for that versus me representing you whenever no one's around. Not to say that I won't, but if there are times in which you know, you need to, I'm going to encourage that. And that may not be everyone's idea of that loyalty. Um, but I think the, the, the stickiness of it all is that again, left up to interpretation is shifts depending on where you're at, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what stage you're at, all of those sort of things. It's very fluid. It can be very fluid. And the concept of loyalty is that it should not be fluid. It should be, it should be solid. It should be regardless of the circumstance, but it's very tricky because there's a lot of sometimes energy put into maintaining that thought process versus the quality of the relationship. And overall with trust, trust enhances the quality of relationships. It definitely makes it a lot easier, a lot smoother, a lot more considerate, a lot more desirable when we have enhanced the quality of our relationships and trust being the the main catalyst of it all. It is a part of our innate need to connect. That is a connecting factor. If you don't already understand that, I think you should be very careful and tread lightly with the interactions that you have if you're not willing to be trustworthy or attempt to or prioritize other people's trust. It simply says to them, I'm okay with you know, bleeding over my hot mess of a life to you in hopes that you'll accept it, even though you've already said you won't. And I kind of get this sense that maybe I'm the exception to the rule. So here I am. Um, and you know, for those of you who have hardened because of life and because of the things that you've been through, I really, really hope that you're able to heal those that scar tissue. You're able to heal them in a way that you can see them and no longer allow them to create the same pain that they once did. But look upon things that are farther away or in inconvenient, you know, inconvenient or not even inconvenient, but unconventional places in which you can start regaining some sort of, you know, um, shape shifting, if you will, form of trust because it's healthy to have trusting relationships. It is healing. It is, it is motivating. It is inspiring. It is encouraging. It is so joyous to know that you're participating in something that is trustworthy. The worthiness to include trust 
in that environment, in that relationship. But that again is something that you would have to really, really emphasize and focus on. And it's just small little acts, to be honest with you. It is, it can, it can be small acts that, you know, are piled together, or it can be one big act and a small act. And it is a ongoing process. It is not a, I've proven myself, I've gotten to the peak and now I can just rest here. No, to me, it is definitely something that continues on and 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 proves itself time and time again. It is a timeless thing. It's definitely something that you would you don't have a set bar of like, oh, I trusted him at 30 and then after that I didn't have to worry about his trust. No, because there's moments in life where you may feel like I'm gonna have to question it. So be mindful of that, be considerate of that when it comes to trust and you know, really explore your relationship with yourself when it comes to trust and everything else that encompasses that. And I definitely encourage you guys to just learn the way trust and you exist and what that means for you all. And thank you guys so much again for listening. It, it's definitely important to me and it definitely makes me really happy. And thank you for trusting me to talk about these things that sometimes don't we don't have language for. Sometimes we're afraid to go into and we're hesitant about. It's definitely powerful for you to say, I want to consume my time, my focus, my priority with something like this because it says to me that one, I'm validated, but two, that this is a commonality. This is a place that, you know, I put all of my genuine um, vulnerabilities in and knowing that you all are listening and connecting with me whenever you can and sharing feedback whenever you can from a place of just joy and and goodness and supportiveness means a hell of a lot to me. So I, I deeply hope that you guys take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you in my next episode.